Hey guys, how's it going? We're about to go embark on a very dark and twisting journey with myself, Mike, and Pete into the dark, dank hole of horror. This is our bladed Halloween episode, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy being as scared to the bone as the rest <laughs> of us are. Roll the footage. Roll the footage. <laughs> So, boys and girls, the Eve of Hollows has passed. All the spooky creatures have grabbed their candy and run off into the night to go home. And myself, one of the mics, I won't tell you which one, and Mr. Pete Mitchell, are here to talk about scary things. Because it may not be Halloween, but it is still the fall season. So we're going to talk about horror. Horror. It is the season of the witch. The season of the witch, exactly. And I'm just going to lead into it by saying I watched a couple of episodes of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It's just dark enough, just campy enough uh, to really kind of make me laugh and chuckle. I enjoyed it a lot. It takes itself a little seriously, but not too much, and it's just the right tone. Nice. Um, it, something fun to watch. Is that the show that's currently getting sued by the Church of Satan? I'm glad you mentioned that, Mike. Because <laughs> that was going to be my next discussion point. <laughs> Apparently, the Church of Satan is going to litigate and attempt to sue the show Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, now available on Netflix, um, for uh, sharing a statue showing a statue that is very much like theirs apparently and is apparently may or may not be copywritten so they're a little miffed about it they're like how dare you use our statue of baphomet and you know intone that all these things that you're putting on their show are indicative of our religion um so there i have never in all my years expected the church of satan to sue anybody for anything that's really weird. I wonder if it's a marketing thing. Well, I, from what I, I from what I briefly read, the production crew basically looked up on Google or images, whatever pictures of statues of Baphomet, and this church had one of these pictures up. The, you know, Google took it from that, and they took it and made it part of their production. But that statue, the the likeness, is part of their church. It's specifically made for their church. So that's their basis on the argument. I guess that makes sense. You can't really just Google something and then say, you know, you got to do a little more work than that. Well, so (laughs) here's here's where it gets funny because I don't know if you can copyright a religion. Um, I know. That's interesting. Well, I guess they're saying they're copywriting an image or a character, right? Like the same way if if I found Darth Vader on the internet, I couldn't just use him in a show. But at the same time, Darth Vader is not a practice religion and... Apparently they changed a bit of the. What's that? 
Bite your tongue, sir. Darth Vader <laughs> certainly is. Church of Sith. Um, <laughs> a- apparently, uh, they changed the statue a little bit because the OG oh. statue that they have has boobies, <coughs> and this one does not. So this oh. might fall under the 30% changed so as not to get slugged with uh, intellectual nice. property stuff. So it's going to be hilarious and interesting to see how it shakes out. I really want whoever represents the Church of Satan, their lawyer, to show up in a red three-piece suit. Um, that amazing. Just, just because. It's silly. No, 2018, it needs to be a folks. black suit. A black suit with a red tie. With like a red a tie. tie. There you go. With uh, Al Pacino or Keanu Reeves representing <laughs> the injured parties. <laughs> hoo um, It just entertains me it, that the Church of Satan... <laughs> This is going to court for this. They just want to be in the news, probably. Oh, that too. It's like the just, first thing it, that it, they can... Yeah, yeah, it's just bizarre, though. But I, again, without that statue, I don't think they would have said anything. Because it, it's not the first time someone has mentioned this, that, or the other. I think American Horror Story has dabbled in there a little bit and a few other things. And they've said nothing at all. Um, speaking of more horror and horrible things... Um, Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2 is out and apparently they have murdered their competition because everybody and their mother who has an inkling to get this game has gotten this game and the person left holding the bag is Spider-Man Spider-Man apparently is just not getting the play and burn that he was getting because Cowboys um, it's amazing this is a real thing and I was just like wow so that's just the hot game of this holiday is Red Dead Redemption 2 and it makes me sad that I don't have a system that can play it because apparently it's super good <laughs> well uh, yeah. uh, partly I think that's because um, in Genesis not Genesis like the <laughs> whatever console uh, meaning video games came from Kind of like a violent, our love of violent things, you know, attacking things and killing things. And well, Red Red, Red Dead Redemption has a lot more of that than Spider Man does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's why it's so popular. I mean, sometimes you just, you know, life sickens you, so you want to go home and kill some virtual people. That's always the thing for a lot of people. I, my personal favorite is zombies, I like shooting zombies. Uh, That's I've, the reason I got the first Red Dead Redemption because they had a zombie nightmare thing. I never played the re- yeah. I never played the actual game. I skipped right to the zombie version, or I did whatever I could just to get to the zombie version. Nice. It was really fun. But you're forgetting the uh, real horror zombies. aspect of Red Dead Redemption: horse mm. balls. Apparently, oh, <laughs> they really do have well-designed gra- horse balls. It is very accurate, is what yes. you're saying. Those those three D models are highly accurate. I hear, That's weird. I heard in the cold they actually shrink back up. They got them that detailed. Wow! Somebody went to that <laughs> extra step. Okay. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Play Red Redemption and uh, march your horse through the cold to see if it actually works out. Immersive. Immersive. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, what is your favorite immersive horror? Like, do you like the horror video games, like your zombie horror, or do you like the movies or the TV shows? Like, are you a big Walking Dead fan? Absolutely. Because apparently Andrew Lincoln is on his way out, and I know, I'm super sad about that. So here's the thing. Walking Dead, I've had a, uh, 
tumultuous relationship with Walking Dead because it started off amazing. The first the half season with Frank Darabont at the helm was incredible. And then the second season was okay, but it, you noticed the drop in budget. You noticed the drop in, in show run. You just noticed it, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think season three was pretty good. It, then it slowed way down and it got really like saggy middle kind of stuff going on. And then the whole Negan thing was awesome, but dragged out way too long. And, you know, they did the thing that they're doing now. They did this thing when they were going to kill somebody and ended up being two somebodies, but they were going to kill somebody and you knew they were. They did this whole bullshit thing where the couple episodes before Rick was like, we're going to be fine as long as we all stay together and nobody goes off on their own. Because if somebody goes off on their own, that that would be bad. They might just get killed. So whoever walks off on their own, an audience watching us should be scared that they might be the one to get killed. You know what I mean? It was just like everything was <laughs> so over the top, letting us know, like, ooh, someone's going to get killed. So they're doing that again with Rick. You know, like we know from the outside that it's going to be his last season. But, like, now it's crept into the, the script itself where they, like, the last episode just ended with, like, a very precarious situation where you're like, okay, he's prob Are you caught up? Yeah. Are you guys? Okay, uh, yeah. Um, no, but I'm reasonably caught up on spoilers and stuff like that, so I'm fine. Okay. Um, the, the, the other reason this bothers me. Spoilers. Zombie yeah. spoilers. Yeah, right. The other reason this bothers me is the show finally, in my opinion, was getting really good again. This season is really strong like the the dialogue the 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 story the character like it's really strong it's stronger than it's been in a while in my opinion mm-hmm. like it just feels really good and grounded and like they're entering into kind of a new thing you can see that there's a bubbling negan maybe break out of jail get saved thing going on but there's also this sense of like rick really trying to do what carl's last wish was which is you know start over make a make a better society where people aren't fighting well, how do you how do you feel about uh, the death of Carl? I never asked, so, like, I know how I feel about I, I w- it. I wasn't a fan. I thought it was uh, it didn't feel good, obviously, but also it felt I don't know. It's weird because like in a zombie apocalypse, I guess sometimes that just happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you just get bit on the stomach, but it just seemed to, it just seemed like uh, like a what the fuck moment, like really out of nowhere. Like we were like, why are you punishing us like that? We were totally on board for a while. Okay, how did you feel? So, my context is always based on the graphic novel on the oh, series. Yeah. And so, like, I expected them uh, to deviate a little bit, but not as much as they did in, all, in these last couple of seasons. Um, and I guess I should have known better because once they introduced a handful of new characters, um, that's sort of like the earmark for, like, well, we're going to do what we want. Right. Um, and I figured that uh, Kirkman had sort of like more say over which direction it went but apparently that's not the case or he's completely okay with it um so when they bumped off uh carl i was kind of uh miffed only because i i know where they were at in the books and carl is very integral in the next couple of arcs oh wow so without carl i just don't see where this was going yeah who takes up that role now then huh that's Um, interesting absolutely so, like, post-Negan, you know, and all the rest of it, like, Carl definitely impacts that story. And if you take Carl out and you take Rick out, um, yeah, you're just right. basically flying by the seat of your pants now. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's weird, too, because when you start to think, but, you know, obviously I'm doing the math of, all right, how are they going to get rid of Rick? And previous to the last episode, which shows you, like, all right, he's probably, you know, anyway, kind of a little bit bullshit. Um, my thought was, maybe they're going to kill Negan and Rick's going to be like, 
you know what, I'm not cool with this. I, I, I know why you're doing this, but I can't stay. This was not Carl's thing. And he kind of just go, rides off into the sunset. I had this like hope that he didn't have to die to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I had this hope that he would just be like, I set you guys up, you're going to do fine, but I can't be part of this. You guys are taking a direction that I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Mike, it doesn't seem it, like that's where it's going. You've been watching The Walking Dead, yeah? Mike? Oh, no, I gave up after second season. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, that's a long time ago. Okay. Um, I mean, I've read the, the, I've just, read the comics further along. I know what you guys are talking about. I know where it's deviated. I just, the acting for me yeah. was so bad in second se- mid-second season that I, I just, I couldn't do it. You couldn't, you couldn't stay with it? Okay. I think we've talked about this on a previous yeah, episode. I think so, yeah. I think so. I forget. Um, memory's getting shorter, but. <laughs> I guess, you know, honestly, I understand why Andrew Lincoln wants out and that he's been doing this a while, right? Like, clearly yeah. he's been doing this a hot minute. And without uh, him being able to, like, uh, have the other actor there, Carl, uh, the actor plays Carl, uh, to sort of bounce off of, I just don't think he had his heart in it anymore. So I expected him completely to bite the dust. Like, I didn't think he was going to walk off into the sunset. I think he'd pretty much told them, I'm done. Kill I have nothing left. Just bump me off. Um, which sort of, uh, again, leaves us in a really weird place because if you're, if you're lifting any uh, beats or ideas uh, from the graphic novel, now you're kind of rudderless um, because yeah. there's like two more major bad guys that come out, right af- uh, come out after Negan. Uh, one's the whisperers, and then the other is the, the quote-unquote government, um, kind of sorta, and uh, I just don't know where they go. Like, are they purposely just trying to bury this so they don't have to go any further down? I forget how many seasons this has been. I think ten ten seasons is syndication. Maybe they're just trying to hit ten and, and call it a day. Um, no, but I just. Syndication. How many seasons are we well, at? Syndications is based on episode count, so syndication would be, I believe, a hundred episodes. Okay, past that, so. Okay, so it can easily hit syndication then. Um, if they're if they're writing off major characters like this, and the only thing really holding it together are a handful of fan favorite characters like Carol, um, and Norman Reedus's character, he's got other stuff that he's doing. He's working on. Uh, video games he's doing other stuff maybe they'll have him do uh ghost rider or something or any number of other projects that he's working on <laughs> you only wish which leaves ghost rider that'd be amazing that'd be amazing <laughs> uh, yes i don't know I'm, if anyone I'm, can top nick cage though I'm everyone can top nick kidding. cage i know right um ah, look at people at the trolley um the bees the bees <laughs> um Wicker man <laughs> so uh, I guess The Walking Dead is just dead on its feet at this point because I don't see anybody sticking on to the show once Rick is gone like Rick really is the driving force behind that show his character uh, and I don't think anybody really because you've already bumped off so many fan favorites you know what I mean what's yeah, left I know I know have you uh, did you get into Fear the Walking Dead a little bit um, I was I, really I, annoyed with the son. I yeah. really wanted him to die so bad. Oh, the uh, yeah, yeah. But don't we not yeah. Nick the not, no, not the, Nick. not the druggy son. Yeah, don't we live What's in that? an interesting? 
yeah, don't we live in an interesting day and age where I remember growing up on a TV show, uh, killing the main character was not something you did. Or you No, and in fact, yeah. <laughs> and most shows, yeah, maybe you kill off one person or two, but never, never, like, well, the whole cast at one point or whatever. Look, if 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 you shot Jr., he woke up <laughs> and a, somebody woke up from a shower scene later. Like that didn't yeah. stick. Yeah. And now, yeah. Now we have shows where you never know who the characters are supposed to be focused on because they'll kill people off. You know, Game of Thrones. I, I blame this. Lost for that. Yeah. I think Lost started that trend of like are huge you ensemble to Lost cast. Or are you going to give it to Game of Thrones? Well, Lost is way before yeah. that. So yeah. But didn't That's fair. didn't you always feel like Jack would be around in Lost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like the Rick of that. You kind of felt like he was the glue, right? That's true. So, but still, though, they did. They got rid of. I mean, they got rid of Charlie. They got rid of people that I didn't expect them to get rid of. And well, I guess to your point, Mike, I'm just saying that it was the first giant ensemble cast, which asked you to know the names of 30 people, yeah. you know, and and care about them. And then to where it could start killing people off to where you are meaningfully like, oh, shit. You know, and then obviously Game of Thrones is the biggest in modern history to do that to where, like, you can't fall in love with anybody because they're going to get killed. Um, Walking Dead was somewhat of a safe space for the, for the leads for a while. But for then they, yeah, and then they kind of, which is good. It's good to shake, you know, shake things up, that whole Joss Whedon style of, like, kill off somebody just so everybody else is... is Potentially in peril, you know. I, I get but it. To, to raise the Josh, stakes. Josh, Josh Whedon is like really predictable with it. You know what I mean? At this point, <laughs> it's like you look around and you, you kind of pick the left of the middle guy, and you're like, okay, he's they're totally gonna kill this guy because he's the one that hurts the most. You know? Right, right. Where's your quash or your quicksilver? There he is. Okay, he's he's right. gonna bite it, and he does. Um, because you know, it's not there's no stakes if nobody dies. Uh, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I, that annoyed me too. Cause it was, I'm actually it was more be, curious. Like, what is your single most scary thing you remember watching on TV? Like something that messed you up. On TV or in the movies? Well, let's, or let's just do in each general. medium. Like TV. What was the one thing that like you saw that messed you up? Hmm. Well, for movies, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that first Nightmare on Elm Street movie um, was super good. And it was hard to sleep because, like... Because <laughs> that's when he gets you. Because that's when he gets you, you know? Um, and even my wife was like, yeah, that first that first Nightmare on Elm Street is super good. Um, outside of the movie genre, TV-wise, I don't know that I've seen... Are we counting like cable or just sort of like broad TV? Any TV? I think anything should count. Anything? What about you, Pete? Let me let me get some time to think about TV. Okay, okay. Um, well, I I was I've never really been scared, and this not to sound like a superhero, but I've never really been scared of any of any of any media. You know, like I grew up, my mom raised me on horror movies, so I was already super thick skinned, with the exception of the original Exorcist. I think I was too young to be watching that, and uh, that freaked my shit out, for sure. I, could, I couldn't finish it. I didn't finish that movie until later as an adult. Um, that was one of those. I think, we, I think Mike's did frozen. It, was it the scene where the, the demon with the chains and stuff like that, did that get you too? Because that, that, that got The demon with the good. chains? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, was it Exorcist? When, like, the priest is talking to her or whatever, and you see, like, a brief sort of 
shadow of like what it actually is, sort of, oh. uh, in a sort of like this demon in chains or something like that, and it's kind of like horrifying, but they don't really show it; they right, just infer right. it. No, I don't remember that. It was when she was like stabbing herself with the crucifix okay. and being really gross and head spinning around, and, and so so that's for that's for movies, TV, probably nothing. Although I gotta say, um, I started watching the show called Fortitude. Have you guys heard of this? No. Mm-mm. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Really good. It's like an X-Files, like, out in Alaska style. It's not Alaska, but, you know, out in the tundra. So it's like a 30 days of night meets X-Files, you know? Really, really creepy. Anyway, there's one scene where the person, like, the, whatever, she, like, kills her mom, cuts open her chest, and vomits in her chest, and then closes it back up. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. Terrifying. Wow. Okay. Like, closes it back up, wipes her mouth, and is like, oh, good, that felt better. You know, like, oh, what the hell did uh, I just watch? Uh, TV shows, because I was really young, the the Tales from the Crit Keeper stuff yes! on HBO. Some of those were really grotesque and really good. Yeah. I missed that series. See, Ted Danson uh, getting buried up to his head at the beach. Oh, yeah. It was a pretty good one. For, for me, I don't know how young I was. It's like a dim memory. But I recall a Twilight Zone episode where this woman was hitchhiking. And she was trying to run away from someone who was on the side of the road constantly yeah, I remember this looking one. out for her. And I don't know why it freaked me out so badly. It just did. And it left like an impression on me. So yeah, that was a freaky episode. I know what you're talking about. So that, that's TV. Movies... Uh, I got two. Only two have ever me- messed me up, and that's the ring. When uh, yeah. when the girl comes out of the TV, because it it wasn't so much her coming out of the TV that didn't bother me at all. It's the way the movements were, like all yeah. ja- janky and stuff. I was like, oh man, that's the disturbing. very unnatural movements. Yeah, yeah, that's disturbing. And then it follows because yes. Because Sorry, I didn't mean to scream. That's my favorite modern it, it horror movie. It is my favorite modern horror movie. And it's just so brilliant because it's such a simple premise. And the things coming after them look so mundane. But it's freaky right. the way they just... But creepy because like, some of them have pissed themselves. Yeah. Or like some of them are like disheveled and weird. Oh, dude, Mike, that movie was disturbing. Right, right. So I love that movie. And then I'd have to bring up one more thing. Comics. Because... At one point, I don't know why, I, 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 when you're young, I guess, you know, you live in such a bubble, but I never thought comics can be kind of scary. And uh, the comic I was reading at the time was Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Mm, yeah. And he had, uh, the arc that he was on was basically a serial killer named the Corinthian goes to a convention with serial killers. Oh, wow. And it was just so weird and, like, creepy like not not overtly creepy like very subtly creepy and well written so you know i thought that this is what made me think oh you you can make one a serious comic and two absolutely you know and two you know have something scary in these things absolutely i have a ring story i want to tell real quick so Mm -hmm. the first time i saw i didn't see the american one until i got back but i saw the uh japanese version the original japanese version of the ring when i lived in japan I had a friend who brought over the movie on VHS, put it mm. into the VHS player, so that's already creepy, right? 
So we're watching this thing. It's in Japanese, obviously. I don't speak Japanese very well at that point, so I'm missing most of it, but I'm getting the basics, you know? The movie ends, and it's pretty like, oh, man, that was a freaky movie. We press eject. The videotape comes out, but the movie continues to play on my screen. I'm holding the videotape in my hand, and the movie continues to play on my screen. It just happened to be on cable at that exact moment. Oh, wow. That's a it good freaked one. my shit out. It freaked my shit out. Well... Yeah, it was just, it was just coincidence. I wasn't, I wasn't frightened by this part, but what got me, what got me upset was when I was watching it, when the girls get called, right, after they watch the tape, yeah. I got called. So yeah. like just oh, annoying. No. I was like, God damn it. Uh, you know, I was almost expecting days. someone to say seven days. I was like, fuck Yeah, you. that's terrifying. Oh, my God. I got to agree with the ring. Um, the two parts that got me in the movie were different parts. The one that really sort of like uh, put a shiver through me was when they're talking about the girl in the beginning and how she was scared to death. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, scared to death. And then they kind of pan down in the closet and her head is and literally contorted halfway yeah. in two, way, two different directions. And that got me and I was just like, oh, crap. You know, just yeah, like, damn That's what it. that looks like. Um, and that visual uh, sort of set the tone. And then oddly... Uh, when she's watching the footage uh, at her job or whatever and she's looking and the at fly. the reel uh, oh. no it's the stuff in between so it's like the spinning chair the mm. ladder the fingernail going through the, the nail like yeah. all of that stuff just like it unsettled me like I didn't like it well, um, and then when you threw the horses in where there's like all these horses just drowning and I was just like fuck that's just well, Jack. we have this mutual friend, right? Ex-military, all this stuff. You know, pretty hardcore guy. Uh, he doesn't like horror movies. Not that he can't handle them. It's just for the most part he gets bored of them or just doesn't like them or whatever. Yeah, right? that makes sense. We, mm. we got him to try to watch The Ring. And the way he described it, he popped the tape in. I mean, he yeah, I think it was a tape at the time. He popped the tape in. And just the beginning scenes where it just shows you... Oh, no, it was a Blu-ray because a, a blue... Uh, whatever, a DVD. Because a DVD will play... Um, like some parts of the intro of the movie before yeah. you actually play before it. Before you picks play. Right. Yeah. Well, it plays that videotape, meaning the girl's videotape. Uh, and it was playing that, and my friend saw the chair, the broken fingernails, all this, and said, nope, can't watch this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he just noped out. In the just he just right that snippet. That's funny. <laughs> so he's never actually seen the movie we call the scariest movie. Right. Because he, he couldn't handle the movie within the no, movie. No, he couldn't handle that. He's like, mm, big note. That's why, that's why, like, I wish, and I know they had a, two, actually, sequels. I wish they wouldn't do that. Some things just should stay pure, you know, for what they were. Like, just that. Yeah. And, you know, same with the It Follows. Just leave it at that. Great movies. Just leave it. I, I think an honorable mention has to be given to Stephen King's It. Um, you think so? I, I didn't think it was that bad. I wouldn't say bad. I'm saying like, I fucking hate clowns. Yeah, um, right. I really do. I'm not. I I don't like people who dress up like clowns. I don't trust them. Like this, there's just this inherent disdain for clowns in general for me. And so, Stephen King's it sort of just exemplifies the original stuff from the TV show, which everybody goes, oh, but it's a TV show. And I'm just like, look, dude. I'm not afraid of the creepy-looking clown from the movie because it's painted to look creepy. I'm creeped out by the 
the guy who's like, hey, little boy and girl, come on down. I'm just a little clown in the sewers, Yank. I'm just like, that's well, just... honestly, hard. anything talking to you from a sewer <laughs> is just <laughs> wrong. I mean, I don't care if it's, you know... <laughs> so. What? But again, it's Tim Curry just, like, cementing yeah. my disdain and disgust for, like, they all float down here. And I'm just like, yeah, no. Just look. I don't know where people got this clown thing from. I mean, clowns used to be operatic. <laughs> you know, they had they had them in Italian circuses and singing opera and things like that. I, yeah, most of those guys were alcoholics and really depressed people. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If anything, a clown is sad. I can't understand where people got this clown is scary stuff. I just that one I never understood. Oh, and then people running around on Halloween trying to be creepy clowns outside of people's houses. I wish you would. I really wish you would. Like, I'm not even going to play that game with people. I'm just going to be like, hold still. I'll be right back. <laughs> just, just no. Don't leer at me from outside my house like a creepy clown. You're just going to, you're just not going to do it for long. You know what creeps me out? IRS hmm. and taxes. That creeps me out. The idea of knowing that my check will disappear at the end of the month. That scares me. Clowns. Hey, hey, hey. You're allowed that back at the end of the year, at least some. Yeah. What about the old school uh, X Files? Fluke Man, the host. Remember Fluke Man? I didn't really watch the X Files no. much. Ah, oh, it's such a good one. Like, they, someone did a bang up job. It's just basically what you would imagine like a leech and a person perfectly fused together to look like. Mm. And it's, it's exactly, it's just horrifying. And of course, uh, Mulder and Scully. Have to go down into the sewers. That's I love it. Thing. I don't know why I don't remember that. I remember that show, loving it so much. But every other episode was too goofy, and then the the mm. pre- next episode was great. It was like it did this weird dance of like super cheesy episode, amazing episode. I, I almost feel that way about Fringe because I love that TV yes. show. Yeah, I feel exactly yeah. the same way and about that, Fringe. And, and it had mo- and it got too much for me. I had to stop. Yeah, it had mostly good. S- good stuff except for the last season which you were like what <laughs> no too much too much yep i completely agree mike but what why is it okay talk to me you two seem like you like the whole notion of horror and fear and whatever i'm not a big horror person my wife loves it i'm not i don't i think i can't understand why would people like the feeling of being scared because adrenaline sir is addictive um, it's for the same reason. Do you, reasons do you like people, amusement parks? Yeah, I was about to say roller coasters. Um, it's the same. Yeah, I guess I kind of like roller coasters. I mean, yeah, it should it should be this it should be a similar vibe. Like you just when it when it heightens you that way, it feels good. I actually don't really ever have that effect when I'm watching a horror movie because you know they don't really scare me. But I I still it's my favorite genre. Like I constantly am looking. I'm just, that's why it follows us so good, Mike. Like. Because I'm, I'm constantly waiting to be surprised because there's so much rehashed right. stuff in horror movies. And so a movie like that came out and I was like, I didn't hear anything about it, didn't know anything about it, I watched it in the theater and I was like, oh my God, that is a masterpiece. Like, you know, so I'm constantly looking, like, Get Out is another one. That's another movie that like, if, you've, if you guys have seen Get yes. Out. Um, yeah, yeah, that's another one for me that was, I mean, that, those are sort of transcendent because they're not just horror movies. That was a bit of a dark comedy satire. Like that was a different, Get Out is Well, I'll put this, I'll put this in the vein of it too. It's not. It's not. Doesn't reach like that. But Ex Machina to me seemed kind of like horrific, you know, because just the whole concept and idea, and you know, all of that. Just 
I don't know. I, I, I guess, I guess the way I always saw horror because I grew up in the eighties and nineties, like most you guys did too. It's just most of the time what they promoted as horror was the Freddy movies. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Fred, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, was scary, legitimately scary, because the idea yeah, and the was. concept was fresh and, you know, intriguing. But then afterwards, it just became, oh, how am I going to kill this person, you know? Oh, absolutely. But that's why that first one kind of stands the test of time, because it really cements the tension and the anxiety of, like, don't go to sleep, don't, don't, don't fall asleep. Oh, my God, just the claw just hovering around people getting torn to shreds up on the ceiling like it pulls no punches that first one like i don't know if you guys saw this movie called the void like i saw i saw some commercials for it and they were calling it like one of the best horror movies of 2018 so i wanted to check Mm. it out because you know i just wanted to check it out and i checked it out and i was like oh my god this is ridiculous it's just it's just a throwback to one of those 80s like schlock whatever and it was like right it was just Mm -hmm. so disappointing because the concept one of my favorite concepts is life after death you know and the exploration of that the only movie that almost got that is like stir of echoes with kevin bacon and maybe flatliners but for the most flatliners i thought was 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 decent yeah but for the most part they always like go for something weak or whatever well in this case same thing with the void they're exploring life after death the only problem is they decided to do it all gory and cthulhu like oh, except weird. with no subtlety to it so it was like oh forget this <laughs> and this is disappointing well, well i mean to your point i think I would love to see someone really take a chance and actually try to do like a Call of Cthulhu movie. And they've talked about it for years, but no one's ever been able to really pull the trigger on it. Um, that that genre, that premise, where people literally go fucking mad from what they see, that it's so unnatural and so alien and so horrific, I think uh, pushes people away from trying to figure out a way to put that in a movie format. Um, well, that's why I thought Event Horizon was almost there, yeah. almost there, yeah. but then jumped the shark at the end. Well, what about the cell uh, with uh, J Lo and all the rest of that? That was visually beautiful, or, but uh, it no, not so it lost ours. something. I, I can't okay. really. So, for me, one of the things I like about horror is uh, the visual, right? Clearly. More than just the jump starts and the scares and, you know, the, the tension. I like the prosthetics on some of these. Uh, and the better they're done, the more I enjoy them. Uh, way back in the Way Back Wind Machines, uh, in one of the later seasons of Buffy, they had a, an episode called Hush. And I liked it for two reasons. One, um, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, of the usual, the music and stuff like that. And two... The bad guys were just this crew of really creepy-looking bad guys. They just had these sort of, like, big, menacing-looking grins and these, you know, rictus smiles and, like, these darkened eyes, no hair. They kind of hovered just over the floor as they kind of just, like, walked around. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, And that was probably one of the more scarier, more well-done uh, episodes of horror that I've seen on television. You know, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to scream and everybody wants to do stuff and they just can't make any sound. They can't make any noise. Um, so they can't let it out. And it's just like 
these nasty things just kind of hovering around in the periphery just snatching people up and I, I liked it because their costuming was simple but really effective nice yeah I mean that's the that's uh, the cool thing when you can yeah. pull something off like that really simply like for instance Doctor Who if anyone remembers the weeping angels or whatever mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah right like such a simple concept that they eventually ruined <laughs> but I mean mm-hmm. to just it was it was just like it was just statues angel statues but when you turn around they creep up on you and kill you Right. You know, just a really reminds good reminds me of that Mario Brothers level. Yes, yes, with the, the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Hated um, those ghosts. I think there's a... I need to give an honorable mention to the OG uh, Fly movie. Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> because it's so good. And so messed Wait, are we up. saying the OG it's, or are we saying the Jeff Goldblum? The, the, for me, the OG is the Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, because okay. there's a 50s he really one sort before of that. succinctly... Yeah, yeah, I know there's, I there's, there's an OG. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I like know. the Jeff that, Goldblum one, too. Okay, look, the Jeff Goldblum one has it definitely. But that old one is pretty creepy, too. Especially it's creepy. If you imagine yeah. it's, all, it's almost too silly, though. <laughs> yeah, almost. But that's not a way to go. To no, be a fly on a thing going, Help No one me. can hear you. Help yeah, totally. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but I, I like body horror when it's done well. Um, which is why this Hellraiser series always makes me sad because it was a great premise that fell apart so fast. That one definitely messed me up as a kid, though. Going back to that, like, yeah, that was well, pretty the, nasty. The two body horrors that I found the worst have always been when it involves pregnancy, because you just feel like pregnancy is like one of these uh, sacred, you know, bringing in life. So when the fly had that dream sequence of her delivering this oh, yeah. fly, like messed me up. And that's the only good thing about that movie Promethean? Prometheus, I think? Prometheus, right. when she's cutting open that in the thing, surgery. and she's like, get that like, thing that was the, the only get that thing the hell out of me. me was like when she was having that thing, and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I don't know, that could be me being a man, I don't know, but it made me completely <laughs> squeamish. So, I mean, clearly horror has its own genre. Um, do we think that that genre is best sort of touched and left in its own in like its own little vacuum or do we think like personally I think one of the scariest movies I've ever seen was the original Alien um it's a horror movie it's not science fiction it's right. not um, same thing with The Thing The Thing for me is my go to yeah The Thing is which like is also really good more too. horror than sci-fi body horror galore yeah oh my god yeah um so I guess my question is is do you guys feel like sci-fi does a better job of horror or other? Yeah, I think I think when you start getting into blends, I think it's the where the most fun can happen because like especially as we get closer to being able to do like space travel in our lives, that is a terrifying and exhilarating concept, right? Like the cold vacuum mm-hmm. of space and dying in space and the whole adage of no in space no one can hear you scream. Like that's or what you might find, you know, like discovering something creepy a microbe that grows quickly and kills you like oh what was yeah yeah what was the name of that movie that happened recently life? was it called life yeah. yeah i didn't get a chance to see it but i heard it was pretty brutal yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> well you know what i don't think i don't think it's because it lends itself so bad so much better i just think that people take it a little bit more seriously because we we value science fiction a little higher than mm-hmm. we value horror i see what you're saying because yeah. we look at horror like it's cheap, it's easy to do, you know, whatever. Meanwhile, sci-fi, you usually have, like, some high-minded concept that you want to introduce or whatever. Right. No, but that's I true. mean, like, some of those, uh, 
uh, psychological, like, uh, religious horrors, like The Exorcist. Yeah. Could be done ex- really well. Rosemary's Baby. Right, if you just take the matter yeah. seriously, if you if you denote acting, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I agree with you on that one. Like, for some reason, the, the, the religious horror that seems to stick the best is usually, like, regarding the Catholic Church. And whenever they do, like, The Exorcist or Damien or, like, whenever you drag the Bible into it <laughs> and you have a handful of priests and nuns, um, and they do a really good line, a really good job of blurring that line of, you know, is this actually happening or isn't it? And, like, how much of it is just, oh, what was the name of that movie? Uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Where, like, you're trying to figure out, is she just suffering from some sort of mental right, uh, health right. problem? Or is she really being, uh, have a demon in her that needs to be exercised? And, yeah, like, some of those... Jacob's really Ladder? Good. Jacob's Ladder. One. That scene on the dance floor. Wow. That was horrific. Okay, you see, the problem is that scene confuses a young boy. Because <laughs> you're equally turned on and then that happens and you're like, you don't know what to do with yourself after that. That's terrible for young men. Did you did you watch Jacob's Ladder, uh, Pete? Yeah, yeah. I loved that movie growing up. It was so Do, do you remember that scene when she's on the dance no, floor? Oh, wow. Well, how old were you You're probably you better it? off for not remembering it. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? I was young. How old were you, Pete, I was when you watched well. it? I don't remember, but I had to be like 12, maybe. Okay, so you were the same age. Cause yeah. All I know is that, you know, these kids have it lucky. Porn is very available, <laughs> but back then it wasn't. Right. So, you know, you watch that scene and you're like, wow, this chick is sexy. Wow, this is amazing. You know, wow, this is hot. And then all of a sudden that stuff happens and you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to revisit that movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene bothers me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, um, there was another movie, The Serpent in the Rainbow. Yes, yes. Mm. That movie was genuinely creepy. You know what? I think I might be confusing the two. Because I, when I hear Jacob's Ladder, I think about the scene where he nails his testicles to a chair. But I think that's the Serpent in the Rainbow. That is not Jacob's Ladder that I recall. That's not Jacob's that's Ladder. I think that might be Serpent so in the I'm Rainbow. So I'm confusing yeah. them. Okay. Yeah, Jacob's Ladder is about that... Uh, the, like drug that they all are forced to take in the military, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why I'm confusing them. Yeah. Yeah, they blur, they blur together for me. Your, your, your brain is probably saving your own... <laughs> uh, Psyche there going, yeah, yeah, same movie, same stuff. You don't need to remember this. Like I said, it doesn't have to be religious-based either. It just has to be people taking the material seriously. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, and you can tell when it's not. So um, I need need to start wrapping this up, I think. All right. Um, Is there any, like, really horror things that we're looking forward to this over the course of the fall here that we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, isn't that the new movie coming out on the 6th that looks kind of interesting? But they've, for some strange reason, decided... Oh, The Overlord. That looks great. Like, the zombie, the J.J. Abrams. Like yeah, I just movie. like the idea of it, and it upsets me that they decided to put it on after Halloween. I know. I know, right? That, that, that was I want to see how close it is to the Castle Wolfenstein video game. Like, if there's <laughs> any... You know what I mean? Because it feels like just that. I saw the trailer. I'm very me excited too, for it. Too. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's maybe it, though, for horror movies, huh? Because then there's a lot of, like, shitty jump scare movies that I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah, the nun with the yep. scary stuff yep. and the whatever. No, actually, there is, there is this one movie that looks really good. Uh, it's more psychological, though. It's um, with the guy from Harold and Kumar, the Asian guy. I'm sorry, that's uh-huh. the best way I can remember. No, no, I know what you mean. Where his daughter gets lost and he's trying to find him through the... 
to yeah the through social in yeah through, yeah through that's social an interesting. Media. I'm sort of sick of that too because that falls to me that falls into the found footage stuff and I'm just like ready to be the blur the yeah blur stuff. yeah I'm ready to be over yeah. the found footage right but genre. I heard I heard it I mean from what I saw the trailer looked gripping okay you know so I mean I don't know like that's for my more serious kind of watching like I want to you know mm-hmm. hopefully it's as serious as I'm hoping it is <laughs> right right right. Uh, last question. I have not seen uh, Venom yet, but I plan to very shortly here. <laughs> Pete, have you seen the Venom Twice. movie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I am the only person. Okay. <laughs> he said twice, and he's um, got a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick, like a demented geez. smile. Quick spoiler alert: It's a lot of fun. If you just let it be All a lot right. of fun, it's a lot of fun. The CG is terrible. The CG looks like a PlayStation game. <laughs> but if you forgive it. It's a blast. I had a blast both times. All so right. Watch it so Mike, we can all right, talk that's, about that's, Mike? that's three for three. Wow. Mike, like, did you agree? Do you agree? Uh, they, they purposely aren't telling me anything because they want me to see it. But so they, we, we did an episode a, a, a little bit ago where they convinced me to watch it. <laughs> and I was kind of holding out until I got your oh, feedback cool. too. So like, I'm like, uh, okay, I, give well, it I guess that's three for three. I give it three people are like, yeah, so, so, yeah, go so see watch it, it so, so we can all discuss it one day because it's it has to be talked about. This it's worth talking about okay. for sure. That means I'll probably end up watching it like Monday or something like that. <laughs> nice. That's fine. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Um, horror du jour. <laughs> uh, all the d- things that go dark and bump in the night. Clearly, we're fans on some level, and uh, I know you guys are too. Uh, feel free to give us some feedback. Uh, the most horrible thing to think about is uh, that Christmas is already here. Thanks. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the commercials and have walked past the malls with the trees. Uh, so uh, unpleasant dreams, as the uh, <laughs> queen of the, uh, the mistress of the night has uh, mentioned so many times. And uh, we'll see you. Bye-bye. See y'all later.